people, what's going on? It's the main man, Arsenio Buck, reported live from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Guys, I'm back here, man. I wanted to do this podcast. I'm doing, I'm kicking off traveling pods, baby. Oh, man, it is so good to be back. It is so good to be back. Uh, the last time I was here, I did the Spartan Super, which is a 13km race. Uh, just a little bit outside of uh, Kuala Lumpur, but... um. Man, it's damn good to be back here, man. Oh, my God. So, you know what? I'm just going to bring it back from the very beginning. Because this is a traveling podcast and stuff like that, I got personal development. I got a lot of things that are being launched, right? So, I really want to be able to reach out to a lot of people who don't know so much about Malaysia and whatnot. um, Or just, you know, about traveling in general. So, I like to give you a feel, a vivid uh, just a very vivid picture about what I go through, you know what I mean? Just as what I've talked about so much, but oh my God. So, you you know, the funniest part before I left, before I left my condo, I actually forgot a paper and I was scared that the immigration was going to ask about it. So I hurry up and ran home, sweating like crazy. I opened my door and realized that the light was on. So if I did not go back and get that paper, my light would have been on for four days. Blessing in disguise, wasn't it? So yeah, anyways, I was like nervous and anxious and I had these, this shallow breathing going on when I was on the train and I was like, man, what's wrong with me? Why am I so nervous? What's going on? I was like, is, is am I fearing something? Is something going to happen? What the hell is going on? And so I got to the airport. Luckily, I was able to get on one of these buses, which was like $1, literally, uh, and this $1 bus went on top of this tollway, paid literally uh, to get on the tollway. And it wrapped around, went straight into the airport really, really quick, dropped us off. I went in, and then next thing you know, there were all these Chinese people. These tour groups, man, they come out fierce. And the thing is, it doesn't matter what nationality they are, but boy, it was just such a long line. It was chaos. But in the midst of that chaos, boom, I made eye contact. And it was this lady. And I was like, and she dropped her mouth. She was like, and I went, she went, oh my God. It was just so much huffing and puffing. And then we went up to each other, we shared hugs, you know, we were like, oh my God, how are you? She was one of my previous students uh, that I taught a TOEFL project uh, on probably last September and October, and she's literally a millionaire. Like I told you, all these people that I taught were millionaires. And man, she was, oh, uh, we took so many pictures, and I was actually looking at the picture while she was taking it, and I was like, damn, I look real good, you know what I mean? Have you guys ever looked in the mirror and said, God damn, you know? Oh, I feel so good right now. 29 years old, looking like a beast. Anyways, okay. So let's focus. Man, I'm turning 30 next month. Okay, let's focus. So I met her the next, you know, one of the university students who are actually volunteers there. They were like, hey, go to uh, gate number seven. So I went to gate number seven. Of course, it wasn't there. I asked another guy. He was like, gate number five. I went to gate number five. I went to gate number four. I went to gate, to, no, gate number three. Gate, gate number hell. I said, where the fuck is my plane? So finally... In the midst of all that crazy chaos and, you know, looking at all these Chinese people, I'm like, get out, get out the goddamn way. I saw this guy standing in line. I saw Melindo. That's the airline I was taking. So I went up to this guy. I was like, hey, man, is this going to Malaysia? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I actually got in line uh, with him and we just started chatting it up. He's from Indonesia. And he's like, so you got a girlfriend or a wife? You know, of course, after five minutes of speaking, you just don't ask right off the bat. Hey, how you doing? My name is John. Do you have a girlfriend or wife? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. But this guy, I I actually talked. (laughs) He asked me. And listen, I'm going to be honest. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, you know, honesty could set you free, you know, and people need to be free. So he's like, I told him no. He's like, why? 
you know, and so many people like their jaws drop when I tell them this. I'm like, well, the thing is, to be honest with you, um, I'm in a country where my skin color is just not, you know, just ain't the business here. And he looked at me crazy. And I'm like, it's the truth, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, is it all women? No. But the thing is, the more upper echelon women, the middle class, the upper class, they won't even look at me twice because I'm just a colored child to them. I'm a poor man. I'm a Nigerian scammer to them. And he's like, and what did he say? He said something like this. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but he said, let them be. They need you because you're a teacher. You're fine. Don't even worry about them. It's the lack of education. And I said, man, this is a stranger that was telling me this. And I was like, yeah, man, I've already cultivated that PMA, that positive mind, uh, mental attitude. I just love the way I love the fact that they actually did this to me because now I've endured in so much success today. And you know what? I faced the fear of quitting my job and being so scared to the point saying to myself, oh, am I going to be able to get another job? Am I going to be able to do this? And of course, I got probably five times more than that. Um, and I just told him, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not even worried about that. I know how great I am in terms of being just a very positive person, a positive influence, just sexy as hell. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I was blown away at this, this information that he was giving me. So finally check in, open up. And I think all that nervousness and anxiousness, it was because this moment. So I went to check in and this girl was just like, she's looking at the computer monitor. I was like, oh my God, what the, what the hell's going on? She's like, you have three bookings. I said, how do I got three bookings? I didn't pay three times for an airplane. She's like, oh, uh, let me check. So, rule number one, guys. Do not book through Travelocity.com. Bunch of stupid-ass people. Sorry, excuse my language, but I'm calling it for how I see it. She's like, come on, how do I got three bookings, Travelocity? Oh, my God. So, anyways, this is why I booked through the main website. Uh, and Melinda, I tried booking with them like two, three times, and I thought they were going to try blocking my card, so they kept saying no, 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 so then I went on Travelocity, and I'll probably never do that again. Hopefully, I don't have three bookings when I check in to Melinda at um, Kuala Lumpur in a few days or whatnot, so... Anyways, it was all good. Uh, it took like five to ten minutes, literally, and then she's like, okay, put your bag, okay, this, okay, that, all right, thank you. She gave me my ticket. Luckily, immigration, that was probably the nicest immigration officer I've had since 2013, late 2013. He, he was looking at my past. He was looking at my dates. He's like, oh, sleep time. He's like, you have return ticket? I said, yeah, I'll be back in four days. And then he kept looking. I was like, yeah, I'm not extending the visa. He's like, oh, tourist visa. I said, yes. I said, my job is terrible. <laughs> So I made him laugh. It was so funny because this is what you got to do. If you make them laugh, you're literally their friend. This is how you influence people. I was like, yeah, I was like, literally my job, not good. My job isn't good. I was telling him that in Thai. Uh, and, you know, he laughed and I said, happy Songkran. He's like, couple and I went through. So it was all good. Melinda Air sucks. Um, one hour delay. There it is. And you know what? It is what it is. Can't really do anything about it. I still got here. And I got my luggage. You know, that's the biggest thing. Get my luggage. But those planes are beautiful. Went on a 737-900. And you know what? I was like, oh, this is a sexy plane. We walked through the first class or business class. Oh, I'm sorry. Premium economy. I think that's what it was. Walked through and I was like, damn, those seats are bigger than most seats I've ever seen in an American uh, airline. Uh, went to my seat. Super spacious. Super comfortable. No turbulence whatsoever. Just a little bit shaking going through some crazy rough clouds. But obviously that's what clouds are. Um, perfect landing. I mean, it was just perfect. Um, it's stupid how they, you know what, the, the airport is just really all, 
I don't, oh my god, I had to stand in line for like 35 minutes. Luckily, I had some Gary V, baby. So, after we landed, we had to take a train to the main terminal, and then we had to go to immigration there. Lines were 30 to 45 minutes. And I don't know why it's so booked. I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, they just don't have that many counters, I guess. They need to open up more. Um, but anyways, we went through, and I was actually listening to Gary V the entire time. Went there. The guy was really nice. He's like, how long are you here for? I'm like, here for four days uh, doing a competition. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool, cool as shit, man. I mean, just cool, man. My PMA, man, it's working. So I got my luggage. Funny that my luggage was almost the same. Dan- there were two pieces of luggage that looked identical. So I'm so grateful that I had a tag on top of mine. And the other person who had the same goddamn luggage, Bonnie. How do you have the same Bonnie? It was like a different color. I don't even know what color it was, but she had the same one. I said, what are you doing having the same thing as me? You, you know, so I grabbed it. You know, I went through and all this stuff. So, guys, I mean, uh, took the train into KL. And then I, you know, I tried talking to a couple of girls because I'm so cool. Made some people laugh at the pizza stand because I tried giving them Thai body. He was like, no, 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 no. Malaysian ringgit, sir. Malaysian ringgit. I said, okay, my bad. Uh, my bad, and I started laughing, and the girls were looking at me. I was like, I know what y'all looking at. <laughs> Anyways, got on the train, asked a couple of girls. Oh, they're so cute out here. Anyways, shot all the way down, um, and my hotel was so centrally located. And then, of course, came across Nando's. And Nando's is actually uh, one of those places um, that I used to go to back in Australia. So they have Nando's. Nando's is like Portuguese chicken or something like that. You guys got to taste it if you ever come to Asia at any given time. Nando's is the shit. They got some piri-piri sauce, right? They got mild, hot, extra spicy, all this crazy stuff. It's right across the street from my hotel. So I went there, and I was like, oh, yeah, Nando's. And I just love being around Malaysian people and seeing such a diverse community. That's the best part about being here. I'm just looking around at people. I'm like, wow, okay, that's... Wow, you look cool, you know. Hey, wow, whoa, she's beautiful. Okay, whoa, you know. Oh man, it was just I loved it. And you, you know, well, I'm probably gonna talk about this in uh, my blog, but I weigh myself, man. I weigh 180. I don't even know how much that is in kgs, but let's just say this is probably the heaviest I've ever been. No, I'm not fat. No, I don't see it in my neck. I don't see it in my face. I don't see it in anything. It's just the fact that I'm just a little, you know, I'm building muscle. I'm looking like a beast. You know, there's nothing else I could do. But anyways, I'm going to make sure I don't get any uh, heavier, especially because I got these big, big races coming up. So, hey, I mean, the thing is, I'm eating very, very well. I'm just going to have to lay off a couple of things I've been eating back, uh, back, of course, in Thailand. So today, healthy, healthy as hell breakfast, eat an apple a day. I'm going to write a blog on that because, oh, my God, apples are amazing. I read some of the benefits and I almost went crazy. So, oh, here we go. I'm at my hotel right now again. Is it as good as G Tower? It's not as spacious, uh, but it is a little bit newer. Uh, is it as good as the Sheraton? No, but the thing is, the service here is the best service I've ever received in Malaysia. Period. Ooh, versus a place that I went to in Penang, which is an island to the north northwest of uh, yeah KL. But um, oh man, this hotel is the bomb. I'm telling you, I'm looking out the view. I'm looking out the window right now. They got probably one of the biggest complexes ever going up, like, right over here. It's like a big blue building.
building. You guys probably can see it on my Instagram if you go to my Instagram, The Arsenio Buck Show. This thing is massive, and especially what they got going on around it in another building that's matching it just right next door. This thing is massive. Boy, I love me some KL. The goddamn KLCC is gorgeous, too. No trash, bike lanes, not that many cars, no pollution. It's fantastic. Okay, maybe there's a little bit of pollution, but you don't smell it like you do in Thailand. So, wonderful room. Um, a little bit dated, but I don't really care about the dated stuff. I mean, this gives me everything. The breakfast was amazing. The service was just outstanding. Definitely going to get a tip room service. Shout out to room service here at Park Royal Hotel. Um, now is this a one hundred dollar a night hotel? Uh, I think I could get something a little bit better for about two thousand, uh, probably about eighty dollars or whatnot. But this is still a very very solid hotel, just as a lot of them are. Now, the thing is, what am I going to try to tell you guys before? Um. Before closing this out, anytime you travel to Asia, just know that your buck is going to go a very long way. So for those of you who are going to listen to this in the next one one day, one year, one hour, one minute, ten years, whatever, just know that most American hotels suck. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, if you pay 100 a night for a hotel in America, you're staying in a dump. <laughs> those are motels. The only way you're going to get something very, very nice, you have to pay more than 300 That's 9000 baht a night to get something nice in America. Now, let me break that down, especially in Thai baht and in U.S. dollars plus the Thai baht plus Thailand. Bangkok, you could get a place for $6, okay? Of course, this place, it, it probably – you got the risks. There are a lot of risks. You're, you know, money getting stolen, passport getting stolen. Uh, roaches, cockroaches, ignorance, racism, eh, you name it, okay? I've, have, I've read a lot of stories. But when you get to that $30 range, you're staying in a decent place, probably like an upper two-star, lower three-star. This is very suitable for a lot of people. Now, if you're paying $50 a night, $1,500, you are literally staying at an upper three-star. This is good for just about everyone. There are some very, very nice places in the heart of Bangkok that you can get for $1,500 baht. AKA $50. If you pay anything 2,000 baht, okay, or $60, you're staying in a four star. Okay, if you pay anywhere between $80 and $100 in Bangkok or Malaysia, it's five star. Sheraton Hotel was five star. I mean, I, I think I stayed there, it had to be about $110 a night. $110 a night, and that's a five star hotel. So this is how far your butt goes, okay? Now, if you stay in places like in Australia, England, oh, it's not the, it's not the greatest, man. $100 ain't going to get you a damn thing out there. You're going to have to pay $300. US This is the beauty about traveling to Asia. Now, just know in Indonesia, in Malaysia, in Thailand, in a lot of different places in Southeast Asia, except Hong Kong, except, of course, Japan, you got to pay probably $400 a night to get something very, very nice and Etc. Etc. So just know your dollar, your yen, your, your um, your bot, your rupiah, whatever it may be, can go a long way here. Especially if you're from America or UK. This is why UK a lot of them travel here to Asia because that pound is the strongest currency. Well, one of the strongest currencies in the world. Q80, the Q80 something is actually the strongest. But anyways, just letting you guys know that your dollar, whatever it is, may go a long, can go a long, 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 long way. So. Again, uh, my budget is always around the 100 mark unless there's something unbelievable for about 110, 120 per night. 
And so, of course, if I stay in Vietnam, you're going to have to pay something above maybe 66 uh, US dollars uh, or else you're going to be staying in a pretty ugly place. So anyways, just letting you guys know that, man, it is so far so good. It is, oh, man, I just love being back here, honestly. I'm going to go to Patronus Tires, go figure out this thing about the content writer and a few other things. And, man, everything is just, of course, peachy. So, again, Spartan Race tomorrow morning. We got a number of podcasts and blogs that are going to be coming out over the next probably 30 hours or whatnot. So stay tuned. ESL Podcast, you name it. No YouTube for my YouTube, uh, for my folks out there in Chile, Peru, Bolivia, and around the world who tune in. France, of course, Brazil, that you guys tune into a lot of my stuff. There won't be any YouTube, but I will post a couple of blogs. So stay tuned for those. And, man, guys, so grateful to be had. If you guys got any questions about traveling, just let me know. And welcome to this edition, the first edition of the Travel Pod, Episode 1. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. Over and out.